welcome to the Always Winter podcast. Come beyond the wall to the land of Always Winter, where we talk all things A Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game. Please know there may be some bad language. You have been warned. Okay, and that's us live. That's welcome back to episode eight of the Always Winter podcast. I am joined today with my co-host Alan Liddell. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Uh, we're not joined by Grant today. He's too busy feeding the country. Um, so just be the two of us. Uh, what's uh, been happening the past few weeks? What have you been up to? I, uh, I did manage to get a, a bit of payback on the, the Rose Knights. Uh, right. I guess uh, McCormick just remembered. Uh, didn't do so much, do much to the Rose Knights. I just managed to get my objective and just they took it very well. I think I managed to get the watch captain to snag the money bags the turn that they needed it. So mm-hmm. I was just constantly blocking D3 hits over and over again. It was great. And because the Rose Knights don't actually put out much of a punch, then it was just a constant three of armor save after that. So that, and it wasn't just it was two units of Rose Knights that were holding off as well. Mm-hmm. That's tough so to get through. It, 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 it didn't so much matter. Uh, they denied me the victory points. Uh, the second turn they were on the objective. They go at the first turn, but the second turn they, they denied me the victory points. But I was getting victory points through other things, and because I was the one sitting on the objective, I denied him getting them as well. So right. oh, well. I think I managed to pull the um, the free march vow once they right. were hit. So then John Snow just bolted up into Brienne's face, which had like six guys left. So then John just decided to charge in and then slap her. Smash her away. Uh, which then left him because it, uh, three units on the board because it was Game of Thrones. So I had a conscript unit sitting on one objective. I had Pip and my crossbow sitting on another objective. Uh, he couldn't afford to move his um, sentinels. Yep. Is that the other unit he uses? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had two units of Sentinels, two units of Rose Knights, and they couldn't afford to move from that objective because he needed the points, but it didn't really matter. It was just a case of you move, you don't get points. You didn't move, you've got nothing to stop me for gaining points. So uh, it was, at that point, it was like a lose-lose situation. Aye. I got enough cards in hand to slap down the vows. Good. The only thing that uh, was stupid is... I think we had the same amount of activations to begin with. Mm-hmm. Or did we? No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, I had one more, but he allowed me to go first. So I went first. Uh, I wasn't really paying much attention, and I put all my NCUs on the board, and then he went with Mar- uh, Marjorie, done a wound on Ghost. He start- He went first in round two and killed off Ghost, and I was like, ah, shit. Should have saw that coming. But, oh, well. Yeah. It didn't matter much in the grand scheme of things. Cool. Um, well, I managed to do a wee bit. Uh, hobby-wise, I finally finished my skin changers. Um, after, what, how long has that been now? Two months? <laughs> um, yeah, at least you've been. Aye. Uh, and now I've started painting up another unit of raiders. So once I get those finished, there'll be two or four units of raiders painted. <laughs> so... Um, aye, so I've done a bit of hobby, um, got a couple of games in last week with Stu, 
uh, we I tried it, decided to try my um, wacky four giants list um, with Tormund Commander. Did that? Did not bad. We played two games and I won both games. First game was against uh, Great John Number. I think it was Dark Wings, Dark Words. That was just a total bloodbath. Um, because it was it was a great John list, but it was like a themed kind of umber list. Um, so I think I managed to kill the first unit, and then he killed the giant, and then I killed the unit, and then he killed the giant, and then I killed the unit to the point where there was only one unit each left on the board, and then Tormund managed to swing in right at the end and just uh, wipe it. I think it was a unit of great axes, and had like four or five models left, so that won me the game. Um, and then the second game I played against. Starks again, because Stu's only got Stark. He's got a bajillion Starks. Um, it was his Brendan no. Tully Outrider Commander Cavalry list, just just to try it out. Just fun fun against fun. Um, turns out it wasn't so fun like for Stu. Uh, giants are... Well, this is the first time I've played with Giants since the, the 1.5 update, and they're pretty decent uh, with the extra wound and no taking the, only taking two wounds with panic and things like that. And the extra wound that they do, well, extra two if you count the extra wound I've got. Um, they just basically, anytime he tried to charge a giant, I would take five wounds um, and attack back. And, you know, it's like D3 plus two plus five if I've got five wounds taken. Plus, if I had steer, it was an extra D3. So, one, I think one time I managed to smack 12 wounds off a unit just in one go. And it was like, this is bonkers. Bonkers. So, yeah. um, Far too balanced, far too balanced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, wins. I mean, you you hit like I think Stu found a bit of success with um, was it the Great John Number Tactics card that deals three wins to a unit that's engaged with the unit. Uh, mm. I think it's normally D three, but if it's a number unit, you count as rolling three if they feel a panic to attack right. or something like that. Um, you may count. One three, which obviously you would do in that case. Aye, so that I think he killed. He managed to kill like two of my giants with those two cards. Um, See, to me, that's the exact reason why you need Sansa in a Stark list. I think he might have did it three times actually with Sansa because I think he had Sansa in the list. Just, yeah. just as an, it's the one auto clue I feel like you need. Yeah. Just being able to take that card when you need it back and discard is just fantastic. It's just as game changing. So I mean, I so wins giants didn't like wins as much as anything, but doubly so because you know in in my head I'm like right a giant's got six wins, which is roughly you know like twelve wins give or take because it's two unblocked hits as a wind. But then you hit me with wins and it's like oh shit, <laughs> uh, I only have six wins, not twelve. Um, so they didn't like that to be honest, and they didn't like uh, he smashed a couple of giants with his great axes as well ignoring armour saves and things like that so um, there's ways around them but aye, they're, they're pretty tough, I quite like them, they're good um, Yeah, the critical blow in position should yeah. give them a hard time Aye, definitely give them a hard time so so yeah, that's what I've been up to um past couple of weeks um, as well as organising, getting stuff organised for the tournament I'm running in October uh, I might as well just talk about it now. So I've set up the event on the Association Fire Stats site. Uh, if you're coming along, um, you can now register on the site 
as a player and you can submit your faction and your list as well. Um, that'll be you can change your list as many times as you want up until the the lists are locked, which I'll probably do the day before the tournament. So you've got plenty of time to change your mind and change it back and change it back and change it again, sort of thing. So um, a full month, aye, full month basically. What's a day? An extra days, aye. So, um, so that's as I say, that's up and running. Um, it's capped to the twenty four people. We, as of recording this now I've only there's only five spaces left um so if you want to still come you need to let me know quick because uh, I know there's a couple of people sitting on the fence as well so um sure it'll be an awesome weekend look forward to it I've even booked a hotel room for the Saturday even though I literally live like five miles away <laughs> um so I can let's say have a a few beverages on the Saturday night and not have to worry about getting yeah, back maybe, in. Maybe a bit tricky to try and get everybody out though. Well or a fair amount of people. Yeah. You never know, we might split it up into a couple of groups or no, or we might find a big there's a couple of big big beer gardens and stuff in Stirling, so I'm sure it'll be fine. Plus, you know, there's always people that didn't like drinking and stuff, so um but yeah, so that's happening next month. So that's what I've been up to really. So will we just get right through talking about photos? Let's do it. Yep, so we'll start with, uh, will we start with the Tully Sworn Shields? Stark, with Starks. Yep, the Starks Sworn Shields, sorry, they are Tully's. Um, so this was submitted by Mike M. Um, what, do you, what do you make of these lads? Very nice, again. I, f- I feel like it's a, it must be like a, uh, an ice and fire thing because of the movement trays that I feel like I'm automatically glued to them as soon as I look at something because they do take up a big part of the unit. The actual tray? Yeah, the, oh. obviously it stands out because they're quite, it's fairly big Yeah. Uh, but yeah, loving the tray, looks nice. Uh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, we've covered one of these units before um, and it was the Bolton Blackguard. Yeah. Might have a quick back. look to find out if it's the exact same movement tray. <laughs> Uh, whilst you look then, Ali, aye, these look these look good. I've seen a couple of diff- like couple of different ways that these have been painted, like um, with the kind of blue tinged armor and with the contrast paints and stuff. But I quite like the like the scales on the armor. They're like a kind of dark blue. They're like not metallic. Oh no, it's, it's the scales in some of them, but in some of the um, the other ones, it's like the helmets and the shoulder pads and stuff that are blue. I think that's a nice touch. Um, and the shields look, look really cool. Like they've got the kind of oh, battle damage and stuff on them. Silver, where it's blue, another one, and it's just reversed. Aye, yeah. Um, aye, and as as uh, Alan says, the 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 tree and the the basin is spot on. Really looks really good. Um, it, it is a different movement tree. Oh, well, there you go. Well done. <laughs> Um, but yeah, aye, they're very, very, very nice. Um, right, we'll move on to the uh, Mountains Men. He's colourful. The Mountains Men, yep. So this was submitted by Tyrion Kingslapper. Uh, that's his Discord uh, name on Discord. Um, aye, these are pretty cool. Like you say, they're quite colourful. Um, quite, that, was quite... A, that was actually an add-on to the Tullys before oh, you sorry. mentioned these guys. But well, no, these no, guys, you're right, Addy. They're quite bright and colourful. I, I, I quite like that sometimes. I know you kind of feel the tendency to um, 
make them quite kind of dark and gritty because that's I suppose that's the a song Ice and Fire world in a nutshell. But the, I think yeah. it really suits these guys actually. I like the like the red um, like robes that like you know like the second guy for the on the sorry the third guy along for the front um, and the guy behind them and stuff it just ties in really well. Yellow. That is a pose that I feel like it's slightly out of place in the unit. The guy holding the sword back a bit. Aye. Just like, because you can see the the chest plates and the armour on the other models and they all kind of go together. I just kind of feel like he stands out a wee bit. Like he's not 100% meant to be there, model-wise. Maybe he's just... um... Try to, try I mean, to embrace his um, individuality. It might just be because he's uh, gone from the side, like a kind of side view. Could be. I'm not quite sure what the model looks like at the like the chest wise. I think he's got an armor play on as well. If but, you notice he's, I don't know if he's using him as a kind of sergeant kind of model or something, because he's given him a kind of like bronze or gold shoulder pad to the rest of the ones that are all silver. Oh aye, aye, I quite like that. But even if he's no, I suppose it kind of makes them look kind of a bit ragtaggy, which the Mountains men kind of are anyway, I suppose. They're all like, they're no wearing like the same armour and they're all like kind of, I don't know, no like proper Lannister. Everybody's matching and all that sort of thing. I quite like that. Well, Uh, you'd said that uh, the Mountains colour is yellow, is that right? Aye, like a kind of yellowy, orangey colour. Which that obviously is why he's painted it that way. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have that kind of theme about it and he's still got the like the kind of Lannister red red to tie it in yep ah, it's really cool I like the fact that he's painted it's like obviously there's only three sculpts and they've all got different coloured hair and all that sort of stuff as well which is which is an, always a nice touch as well so um, basin I like the basin he, sorry what do you know he needs to get that banner in the front rank though like. <laughs> I know <laughs> I've seen a couple of people do that they've put the banners in the back um, which not even just at the back, it's in the exact point that has to get removed first. <laughs> first person to die, aye. Um, the colours. Although, maybe the banner's not finished, that's why he's at the back, because I noticed the dogs they're no black, which is the normal colour. Maybe I'm just not seeing it because it's no, it's obviously out of focus because he's at the back, but maybe he's trying to be sneaky and hiding it first. Because um, I think that's one thing with the Mountains men, you you don't get 13 models because they don't have an attachment. Mm-hmm. So yep. there is only 12 in the box. That's right, aye. I, I learned that by... I'd actually thought, when I did own the Lannisters previously, I thought I'd lost one and I was totally all panicky because I, I like to take care of my stuff to the yep. point that I've no lost anything. So I'm like, why have I no got one? Surely I should have a guy in the box. I've taken 12 out, I should have one left. Where is it? Aye. I think it is... The model that we're pretty much talking about that we can see from the side, I think you get two of him. Yes. I oh, know. Three of him? You get three and then four of the rest and then one of the banner. Is that right? Aye, because see the, the first and the, the second row, the the one on the far left, He that's the third one. All right. Um, basin's nice. I like the I like the added touch of the, the flowers. They're quite, they're quite cool. Like, I just, I don't know if they're actual fl- like. Not to sound stupid or that, but I, did, I don't, can't tell if they're like actual like you know tufts of flowers or if it's tufts of grass and he's put like that coloured fluff on the top of them. But I, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I, I maybe it 
Well, the grass is a different colour than the other tufts, but that doesn't mean to say it's not a different colour tuff. Aye. Either way, it looks it looks good. So, yeah, either. They're, uh, they're pretty neat. Um, right, we'll move on to... It definitely works from here anyway. Aye, yeah. Uh, Lannister... Oh. I might be able to say it for you, though, John, that you might have to touch up the, the rim a wee bit there. Aye, the front. I know, I know. Just another coat, and it'll look amazing. Nice, solid... Nice solid colour, but yeah, um, Lannister. What are they called cavalry? Um, uh, Knights of Castle Rock. That's the one. Knights of Castle Rock. Thanks. Uh, so this was sent in from Discord again by um, Sir Tarashan. Uh, he sent in <laughs> stuff before as well. Um, yeah, just noticed that in the picture as well. You can see the Kingsguard unit. Aye, that's right. White rim. Yep. Uh, I mind mind we were saying the last time that. He's done them according to the colour of the unit. So the Lannisters have like a kind of dark red around the trim, um, which is a good idea. Ah, it's a cool idea. Um, I can see the, the red more because you could get it as a kind of like a mud. Yeah. Like, I, I can remember saying that I would be worried to see it on the field and then it's like all these multicolours, but if it is just all oh, the Lannisters have got kind of like a dark red and then it's just that one unit that's white. Then mm-hmm. that'd be fine. I uh, suppose. I, I, I wouldn't like to see a dark red, the white, a black, a brown, a blue. It would just yellow look for the mountains men. Aye. Aye. Um, what do you make of these nasty boys then? These yep. shock cavalry. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I don't even know if I've faced Knights of Castle Rock. I owned them briefly, but I never tend, I never really used the Lannisters that much when I had them. But uh, anyway. Uh, no, they're looking nice. Uh, nice, strong colours. Uh, getting a nice picture of the banner there. Uh, yeah. A, a lot of... I will say his basin looks different from the other movement tray that he showed us previously. So I don't know if he's kind of changed his basin ideas. Aye. Because he seemed to match the halberds like the, at the back. Yeah. Maybe it's a, a change of mind. Possibly. But I mean, the amount of units that you end up buying, you'll have spare movement trays because you're not going to use all your units at once. Aye. Aye. Aye, these look great. Um, I like. I don't know why, but like the um, the the fabric it's, that's it's on the horses looks. Saddle. It's drawn. Oh, drawn my the the barden or whatever you want to call I it. I kind of thought you were going to say that. Um, and the cloaks are yeah. like you can see a bit of like layering in the cloaks like as well. Um, aye, they really look look very very good. And as I say, the banner's nice as well. Um, you know, very it's last. It's um, like engraved on the banner. Aye. That's the mould is the line. So you've got something to paint rather than trying to Freehand paint it. something on it. Aye. Aye, which it... One of these days I will get around to painting stuff. You will. You whether, will. Or no, whether or no be Song of Ice and Fire is another question. <laughs> well, you know, there's always um, commissioned painters. That's that's what they're there for, right? Um, uh, well, they can do it for free and then I'll talk about it for free. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a call out there. Um, exactly. That way, I'm like giving them like credit on the channel. See, gives them a, business another, advertisement. Another touch I like on the horses as well is the um, they're like head plates with the gold. The gold's like I don't know. That looks just looks really nice to me as well. It looks it sounds silly, but it looks like real gold. <laughs> um, you know when you see stuff painted gold, it doesn't look like actual gold, but that actually looks like. He stuck a bit of gold on it. I don't know why, but it, it 
it looks quite cool. I like the horses as well. He's painted the horses really well. The like the the mus- musculature of the horses and um, aye, they're really cool. Really good. Sure, the lads of fake wealth. Ugh. Aye, oh, big yawns. Oh, right. No. Okay, we'll move on to the Stark counterparts then. The Tully Cavaliers. So this was um, Stu Tomlinson. So this is my one of my regular opponents. Um, you can see one of my giants in the background there, uh, unpainted obviously, and then they painted one right at the back. Um, behind banners, yeah. Behind unpainted banners, aye. Uh, <laughs> Stark Outriders, I'm guessing. Uh, yes, that's, I think that's Ned, that's his converted Ned. Is it Ned? Ro- I don't know. Oh no, it's uh, Brendan, sorry, he's converted Brendan. Um, aye, what'd you make of these lovely looking chaps? Looking good. Seems to be a, a red and blue theme for Tully's then. I think that's their sigil colours. Uh, go to. In, in, the, in the show anyway, I don't know about the books, but um, Stu has read the books, but he says he's not read them in, in years, so I th- right. I pr- I'm half confident that that's a, their colours in the books as well. It, oh, it must be. Um, I've seen it about two or three times now. Mm-hmm. Twice, twice this episode alone. And I yep. know um, Connor... As Tully's other scholar of blue and red, so yeah, but no, yeah, really like them. Let's see if he's actually written uh, Mad Bastards, done a wee bit of checkered on his one of his shields. Aye, 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 he's done it on see the guy at the front as well. I've seen the, the, the banner. Aye, um, he's got checkers on half his shield, and then he's got checkers on that one, and then the, the other two have got stripes. Oh no, one stripes, and then the, the one behind Sorry. the banner is chevrons, I think. Um, aye, these are looking amazing. These look, I'm going to just say this as well, like they, in real life they look a lot better than the photo as well. Um, One of those. Aye. Uh, and again, we talked about it last time he, he submitted his basin, but I like the idea of the, the, white, the white paint making it look frosty as well. I just think it works really well. Kind of like, you know, going outside on a December morning and the grasses are covered in frost sort of thing. It's cool. That's it. Aye. Horses, horses look good as well, different colours. I think my favourite of the four horses mm-hmm. is the one at the front on the left, but, but they all look good. Uh, aye, I don't know entirely sure if I could pick a horse. <laughs> it's a weird thing with, to pick, I know. But, uh, without seeing them, um, it could be a colour. But aye, these look superb. Love them. Aye, I, like, no, really. I like his alternate um, rim colour as well. It, it kind of, I don't know. It just, it looks. Oh, looks see, nice. I, I don't know. That would be my, my one great grape, I think. Oh really? Yeah. That's a, I think it's a strange colour. So if you were to rim <laughs> your um, <laughs> trees, what colour would you? Are you are you a black person or would you go for a brown or? Uh, probably brown or black. Black just to kind of make it solid. Aye. And then, or brown to mix them in the mud. Like the rims on my middle earth bases are all kind of brown to go Aye. with the. The ground. I quite like brown. Like I know a lot of people that swear by black, and it, like no matter what colour their bases are, they they always do them black. But I I don't. What's the colour? Um, the Games Workshop uh, Steel Legion drab. I've used that for like four different armies for the. Like you say, like it's like the colour of the mud. If it was underneath the grass, if like you cut, if you cut the actual grass, a big circle at the grass and pulled it up. To me, that's what colour like the earth would be, so that's why I date that colour sort of thing. Um, 
But I like it. Mm. I like it changed up every now and again. I quite like that, and I, I like the like the dark red on the Lannister ones as well for the uh, faction. I can, I can see that for both like faction and obviously you do get red mud. Yeah, I, it looks good. So yeah, but so just a, to me, it's a strange choice. I I, I don't know. Everybody's different, I suppose. No, no. I... Um, but as oh, I forgot to say at the beginning. Um, you've listened to plenty of episodes before so you know how to look at these photos while we're talking about them but um, in the show notes there's a link below click on the link for the social media page and then you can look at the photos if this is the first time listening you can now rewind it and go back (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we're always looking for photos as well so if you've got any photos you want to share send them to us as well if this is your first time then shame on you get back to episode one (laughs) Well, there is that as well, I. Um, but yeah, if you've, got, if you've got anything you want to send in, just send them in via. Uh, you can email them at alwayswinterpodcast at gmail dot com, or you can send them through social media as well. Um, cool, right? So that's. I feel like we should maybe get like a shame bill. We should. Aye, we, we probably should. Aye, anytime we talk about rims or something like that, we'll get a ring or. Something. A shame bill. Aye. Shame. Avoid it all. Ding, 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 ding. Um, right, we're going to... You can make a tournament. Oh, we could. Oh, that could be like a, a spoon prize. Although I've already ordered a prize for that, so... No, oh, well, I mean, you could ring it for whoever comes last. Oh, so that's when they're walking up. I, see. I bet Grant's uh, having second thoughts about taking uh, his bones now. <laughs> Grant, Grant loves it. Grant loves, loves it, right? Um, cool, right, we're going to... Topic-wise tonight, we're going to talk about um, terrain. So, basically, um, we're just going to kind of go through each of the bits of terrain and what they do and how we feel about them, because, you know, we have feelings about trees and bogs. <laughs> um, like Some kinda, trees are holier than others. Exactly. Um, it kind of came up in one of my games last week, and I've got a favourite piece of terrain, but we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it, but... Um, I, I don't know, just kind of it, it, like in other games terrain is just like line of sight blocking and has like these weird, depending on what you're playing, has these weird random effects and stuff and it just seem like in this game they're a bit more realistic um, Yeah, so, they're, they're not obviously your crazy fantasy-esque Yeah, they didn't like scary trees that hit you or go mental Aye, yeah. make you, like, It's just Plus one to hit or something stupid like that. So, um, it's a hedge. It's going to slow you down getting over it. Exactly. Aye. Uh, right. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go through it um, for the top. So so we've got forests. So forests um, give cover and are rough. So rough is basically minus one movement if you move uh, or finish a move or move out of it, and then cover is if you Trace your um. You go to do a ranged attack. If more than half of the view covers the tree, then you're minus one to hit with a ranged attack. Um, how do you feel about forests? Would you would you pick a forest or? Uh, oh, it totally just depends. I mean, I, I would possibly pick a forest. Um, when it's my Howland Reed list because that's got that's mainly shooting mm-hmm. four of the five units on the board are shooting. So that's when I would tend to pick things that would slow my opponent down. Bogs, trees. Yeah. Obviously, if 
was left the woods then I would then have to try and pick my Stark bowmen to be the ones that are going to be shooting that unit so they ignore the cover yeah yeah ah, it's good good shout yeah I trees so just so you like we so there's two ways of playing with terrain so you can either play where you pick um you roll off and somebody picks one and until you until you have none left or uh, you replay random uh, terrain so basically you have a pool and it's between what um three and five is it pieces d3 d- plus two aye uh, d3 plus two um and then it's depend and then you roll 2d6 to generate it so depending on what you roll depends what you generate it does kind of matter for us for picking because if you roll a seven you can choose you get to choose a piece so um it's still kind of relevant because you either pick in the one where you pick or you pick if you roll a seven which is the most likely uh, roll of a 2d6 as a seven so um yeah cool generally it's uh each player would roll a d6 whoever wins gets to roll the d3 because yep. they are the player to place the first piece of terrain, which generally speaking means they might be placing an extra piece of terrain. Aye, if it's an on number, yeah. So obviously if it was me playing John and I rolled higher, I would roll the D3. Averagely you get two, I suppose. So that's only that's four. Yeah. So then you would roll two D6. Uh, a two and a three is a corpse pile. Four is a bog. Five is a palisade. Six is a hedge. Seven, player's choice. Eight. I've got a wall, nine the stakes, uh, ten is the forest, and eleven, twelve is the weirwood tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that list can be found in the game mode on the app. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of the random terrain because it. I felt that before when we used before it came in and it was we picked, you would always just end up either picking corpse piles, weirwood trees, or um. Stakes, fake past experience. Um, uh, I definitely prefer it because it just saves you the time and effort of going. What bit of terrain would this like suit this list? Mm-hmm. Whereas I know other people they they prefer to pick because then they can have their piece of terrain to go with their list. But it's just pers- it's just doing a personal preference, basically, isn't it? Um, I think it's better just to be kind of kept on your toes and play with what what you've got. In front of you, like in real life, you if you were going to a battle, you wouldn't go. Oh, I, let's let's bring this. Um, well, I suppose stakes you would in palisades you might, but you wouldn't like bring a set of trees or bring a bog. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, um, but aye, that's we we our group likes playing random terrain, so we play random terrain. So, um, anywho, corpse pile. So that's hindering, horrific, and rough. So rough obviously is a minus one movement. Hindering is if you charge over it, um, you roll two dice and you have to pick the lowest. Uh, and if you roll a one or a two instead of just a one, it's a disorderly charge. Uh, and then horrific is if you're within six inches of um, the terrain piece, you're minus one morale, basically. So uh, what do you make of corpse spells? Uh, generally speaking, they don't. Well, unless I'm charging over them, because I need to, mm-hmm. they don't tend to bother me that much. I, I, I think I run enough lists that I've got a good morale that the morale thing's never an issue. Right. I think the worst I've got is probably my conscripts. But, I mean, if they take a morale test, they're, they're going to get a test. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, aye, aye, aye. There's that too, aye. I'm not expecting them to pass anyway, but, I mean, the, knowing that 
they're going to activate and deal with these three guys. That's I'm going to get these three guys back, so it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's more of an issue about the charging. Yeah. I'm trying to position your opponent, so if they want to charge you, they're going to charge through that, meaning that they're more likely going to be making a disorderly charge. Mm-hmm. Keep keep your units that are on objectives surviving a bit longer, or I feel like quartz pills are very much like a a bolt-in pick as well, um, and a lot probably Lannister players like quartz pick. Well, maybe no, depending on the list, but because they also have terrible morale. But I have enjoyed um, watching my opponent kind of like spark at the fact that they know I'm going to have to charge over a quartz pill, and then of course I just play my devastating impact. Because I've got the horses with automatic six, and I'm just yeah. like, ah, spell? What yeah, spell? Starks, yeah. you know, Starks just didn't, didn't even know what terrain is, right? <laughs> um, the only ones that matter against Starks are uh, stakes. Uh, but I, I, I like I like corpse spells. But it depends what army I'm playing. But well, obviously they kind of all depend on what army I'm playing. But corpse spells I would generally pick if I was um, playing Lannisters because they're quite kind of tanky anyway and if I'm playing my faith list I'm not really bothered about the morale yeah. um, whereas my opponent might it might kind of swing the swing swing the difference if they're kind of average and it goes to kind of just below average your, your faith list is going to be probably better morale than other lists most other lists are out there aye so I didn't mind it's got having minus one morale definitely um, right and the faith list is, doesn't have anything shooty though so you might no. be forced to choose over it yourself. Aye, basically. Um, aye, that's true. Uh, but the corpse pile's little little brother, uh, the bog. <laughs> so it's basically exactly the same, but it doesn't have the horrific rule. Um, yeah. I suppose you would pick that if you wanted the benefits of a corpse pile, but you didn't want to worry about getting hit with them morale, really? Uh, like I said, my Highland read list... Possibly pick a bog over the cost power because I think they start home and they're all seven. Yep. And so so are the Kranigman trackers. Aye, aye. Good for good for shooting or if you um you've got something that you didn't really want to see combat you you hide in a bog or hide behind a bog or whatever. Um yeah, aye. Bogs meh. They're a bit meh in my opinion, but um right stakes. Right here we go. I like terrain. So stakes, so they're um, hindering, uh, they're dangerous and they're destructive also. Hindering is obviously the um, rolling two dice, pick the lowest. Uh, destructible, so you can use your attack uh, action or use a free attack if you're within an inch and have line of sight yet to destroy it. And then dangerous, if you pass over it, land on it, or go off it, you suffer D3 plus one wounds after completing oh no, after completing an action um, as well actually, which is pretty horrible Right, stakes, what do we all use stakes for? <laughs> uh, I tend to avoid them like the plague What, you wouldn't pick them, or you would avoid Oh no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick them because I mean, I'm a nice watch slash the, or the start player, so these things are just horrific for my dogs yeah, so that's what I would do. I would, if I was, if I was placing a stake, um, I would basically place it at the edge of the battlefield to kind of keep dogs and annoying fast things for trying to get around my sides and things like that. Um, generally, that's what I would use them for. Or if I had some sort of shooting unit, 
which generally I don't really play, but I'd maybe hide them behind a set of stakes as well. Um, aye. Yeah, see, there's the the bad side of that is the fact that if your shooting unit isn't in range, you aye. don't really want to move it. <laughs> no, no, that's true. I mean, you could always use your action to get rid of it, but then obviously that kind of t- takes the, the purpose of it. Um, I, I, I don't really feel like uh, there's a... I don't think I would pick stakes ever. No, I suppose. No. Uh, whereas I would pick stakes quite a lot of the time. Um, just de- obviously it depends who you play, but I think wolves and things like that. But, but even sometimes, like if I'm see if I'm using like J- Jora solo, um, I'd place the stakes on the side, but then I'd leave a gap big enough for a solo tree to get even or with my giants actually, or uh, leave a gap big enough for the solo <laughs> tree to get through. But not for a normal size like a cavalry or an infantry oh. unit to get through. Um, Slightly smaller cavalry tree, just so you put the space. Aye. So, yeah. So. I mean, I'd, I'd maybe pick it if I was when I'm going back to my Lannisters. Aye. I'm start. I've got a small Lannister force coming. Ooh, exciting. Right now we're going to talk about my favourite piece of terrain. So this is the low wall slash ruined wall. Um. So this is <laughs> destructible. Um, so the same before you could destroy it by an action it's uh, got cover so it's the same as the tree if you line a sight more than half it uh, you get minus one to hit but it's got fortified which is the best rule um, so basically units that move through or end on this terrain whilst charging lose their charge bonus and the defender gets plus one to their defence save rolls versus this attack so that's not to be confused with um, a disorderly charge Whereas you can't play tactics cards, you just lose your charge bonus, so you don't get your rerolls basically. Uh, now, I love or anything come with a charge, such as the lances. No, that's not a charge bonus. It's not. No. Nah. Oh, maybe actually. No, it's. I don't know. I would need to check. You could be right. Um, I'm pretty sure I looked into it though. Um, let me check. Monsters, Knights of Castle Rock. <laughs> Lance, when charging, this attack rolls plus three dice. Aye, so that's, that's not a charge bonus. The, the charge bonus is in bold, so the charge bonus in bold is the real charge bonus, which is rerolls to hit when you charge. So you still get the lance, extra attacks and all that sort of stuff. You just don't get the rerolls. Right. Um, still, that's still, in my opinion, awesome. <laughs> um I just one of my favourite things to do is um, if I've got like a tanky unit and I need an objective or something like that, I'll place the wall not long ways but vertical. So like so the thin part is on the front of my tree um, and having it like fifty percent, so it kind of you've got a bigger spread. And then I've got something quite tanky sitting on an objective. It just kind of keeps them alive for a bit longer. But even just the normal way, long ways, um, hiding behind it or whatever. Um, Love it, just love it. See, taking away the rerolls, so many units just love the rerolls. Um, things that happen fours or things that have got critical blow, um, coupled with weakened. Oh, bliss, love it. And then the plus one save as well. Um, how many things have got sundering? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, aye. I'll always try and find a way around it. Aye, which again is a is a good piece for like you know if you. Your opponent's like, well, I'm not fucking charging over a wall. I'll, I'll go around it and try and hit whatever. It means that they then have to get around it, which is extra effort and an activation or a it's you move free movement or whatever. 
which well, is good. So I, I would these days if I rolled a seven again, obviously depending on what I was playing, but I'd probably pick a wall because <laughs> I'm weird. But yeah, love a you wall. You do tend to pick uh, one of those types of terrain to put at the side of the board to stop dogs just to go and. Well, a dog would just go over it anyway, normally. Yeah, I the what you mean is I would either it would pick stakes a palisade or a, or stake. a palisade. Aye, yeah. But that's the thing when when we're rolling for terrain again, whoever rolls the highest will place the first piece of terrain, you know, mm-hmm. and then you alternate. So you roll your dice and you get your pool of terrain. So just because I rolled the quartz pile doesn't mean I'm going to place the quartz pile. Yeah. Knowing that there's stakes there, I'll take the stakes and make sure. I'm putting it at the side of the board with enough room so my dog can get through it mm-hmm. before he places it and make sure my dog can't get through it kind of thing. Yep, yep. Which is why I need to roll two sevens, right? Well, I mean, that's the average. <laughs> that's the dream. Uh, what do you, do you like walls? You're a wall, a wall man? Yeah, no, uh, walls are all right. Yeah. I don't think there's really much terrain that does bother me. No. There's, it's not really a massive like piece of terrain. So mm-hmm. there's always enough space usually to ignore it, go around it, whatever. Yeah, you and you. That's it. The main starts. thing for me is when I'm using the the shooter list and I'm trying to put down like the trees and the bogs because they're wider and thicker, so they're more likely to slow my opponent down, giving me an mm. extra turn of shooting. Wider and Might thicker. Make their charges disorderly, just stuff like that. Aye, right. Um, so the next one is probably the probably the most meh in my opinion. The hedge, destructible, hindering and rough. So a bog, but thinner and smaller, and you can destroy it. Mm-hmm. Easy to pass over. Generally, you only need one march or one move, and you're pretty much over it. No very mm-hmm. exciting. Um, do you agree with that? Aye. Aye. I do find it strange that you can just walk up to a wall with some basic troops and destroy it. I know, I know. Like your um, your uh, your your spears, you just stab your spears at the stone wall, and it just. Uh, if you think about it, it's kind of like it contradicts itself. The fact that it's so easily destroy what? it because it's, yeah, it, it, it's fortified. It's <laughs> fortified. Like, my guys can take defence against this wall that you can just kick over. Aye, like the hedge, I can understand, and the stakes. I don't and, know. But the wall, I, I I actually agree with that. To be fair, like. Even the fact that, I mean, like, my direwolf could just run up to a wall and go, like, munch. <laughs> Eat, eating bricks for, for digestion or something like that. Just knock them over. It does, it, to me, it does feel like another bit of thing that shouldn't be destructible. Aye, I agree. I don't, I don't think a wall should be destructible. Aye, the stake set a fire or quickly chip away at them, knock them down. Aye. I suppose it depends if they used cement or no. Between the between the stones, or if it's like a dry stone wall, like a, as we would call in Scotland a, a stained dike. I'd, I'd still expect the bricks to be quite heavy, and you kind of just knock them over aye, in aye. one fell swoop, kind of thing. Should be destructible brackets giant. <laughs> <laughs> but then I suppose you could I do just, that with the trees take, as well. Just take destructible away, and then give the giants the rule that they can destroy walls. Aye, or that. Aye. Um, but I'd, I'd also say that kind of goes to the palisade that I don't think that should be destructible either. Because it's it, like it, bound it and aye, aye. Aye, it kind of makes the the four pieces of terrain irrelevant if you can just move on up in one turn and then go take three uh, combat uh, melee action or free attack action and just kill it. I think there is a, a kind of 
you're obviously it's talking about like real world things, but I think there's an aspect of like balance to it as well. So I mean, it's not like they're a bit, they're a, like a massive piece on the table. Aye, that's true, but it's like four by one inch or something. I, I agree with the stakes and the hedge; they should stay destructible. The wall. Yeah, yeah. Aye. I think should go. The destructible should go away. But policy. I think the issue with that is is because it blocks line of sight. That's the reason why it's destructible because. Like you said. Anyway, right, we'll, we'll get to the policy. Yeah, yeah. We'll, okay. we'll get to the policy. You know, the, the, the hedge was that exciting that we started talking about everything apart from the hedge. But uh, so yep. the next one is the weirwood tree. Um, so well, that's strange a, considering it's the it totally just jumps in between the. But again, you're you're looking at it off the rope. Just, so. Yeah. So the weirwood tree. So that's um that would you probably the biggest piece of terrain. Uh, widest. Aye. Uh, no. So that same has got the opposite, the corpse pile. So if you're within six inches of it, you get plus one to your morale stat or to your roll or oh. makes you you're braver, basically. Um, it's inspiring. To be fair, newer uh, terrain pieces is double-sided. So the ah, it's is one. the corpse yeah. pile and the forest is the bog. Yeah, yeah. Um, where would tree? Would you pick it? Uh, possibly not. Well... Not unless my opponent's already got a good morale, so I want some of that. Aye. Um, top like pick for my three folk. Morales tests or threes, I'll be like, nah, I'm wanting some weird tree. I'm not having you passing all your morale tests and sod that. Yeah. Well, um, you know, as a free folk player, weird trees, yep, take them all day. <laughs> uh, I will take that extra morale boost any day of the week. Thank you very much. Yep. Um Going for a, what, a seven, an eight to a seven. Yep, thank you very much. I'll take that. Uh, as many as possible, but generally I'll probably only get one. It's only really likely I'll get that if I roll a seven, really. Um, well, there's you or your opponent might end up rolling 11 or 12, so. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, interesting uh, though that it's no, it's completely flat. It's no, you uh, can walk past it with any, again, that's. I'm assuming that's a balance thing, like a games balance thing, but... Um, I do think it should be an impassable piece of terrain. Or even just cover. Like, cover doesn't really impact the game massively. I think cover would make a bit of sense, because, you know, if you're on another it side of a tree and somebody shoots yeah. you. Um, I just don't... Under, I don't... Like, the forest, I understand that you can go through it, because it kind of signifies you're probably... Your units split up a wee bit, and some of them are going through, like, the two trees on the left, and the others are going through the two trees on the right kind of thing uh-huh. and they're working way through it but this is a solid weirwood tree that you can have a, a unit just sit on top of aye. I suppose you look at it they're surrounding it aye aye somebody sitting at the but top it, scouting the place it still feels like you shouldn't have just be able to cover the entire thing yeah aye and um, the fact that there's one piece of impos- impassable terrain is a bit uh, I mean you can even walk over the body corpse pile it does slow you down but I mean aye I agree I agree with that. Uh, it might mix the game up a, a wee bit as well because it adds like a bit of dead space to the the table. So obviously you you can't just charge Again, over the top of it. It's not really none of the pieces of terrain are massive, so it's not no. like you're going to lose out on a big piece of, ter- uh, t- of the table. Yeah, like that. I think that's the best thing is like the fact that it, the terrain doesn't massively impact the game. It only alters it ever so slightly. Like it'll only really matter if you know you fail your morale test by one or. Um, 
you roll a one for your charge, but sometimes uh, that might cost most, you the game. Most of the charge distance. Aye. Um, yeah, most of the charges. Rolling a one and two. They are the bits of terrain that I do try and avoid as much as possible, unless I've got no choice. Right, speaking of impassable, the only p- impassable piece in uh, in the yeah. game is Palisade. So it's impassable, which means you can't walk or move your tree. Well, you, can, you can pivot across it, but you can't end it. Um, it's also destructible, um, and it blocks line of sight. So you can't uh, you can't line of sight may not be traced through this terrain piece uh, by units not inside this terrain piece. Uh, I don't know what that means, but you can trace line of sight through it basically for the purposes of shooting, or if you're hiding behind it, you can see for charging and all that kind of stuff. So palisades, would you think? I uh, like I would pretty much take destructible off of them. And mm. I think it's. I don't it's, think it should be able to just get like knocked over because, like you said, this should be something that's like dug into the ground. Solid. This is kind of like a small wall. Co- concrete foundations, if the concrete existed. Uh, um, I, I I agree. Um, I, th- I feel like Palisade's quite a good pick for a lot of people. Um, so that's got the trick with the putting it at the side to you know get like your dogs and solos and stuff get through. Um, but even like a Baratheon player, obviously their army's generally quite slow and they didn't have as many units and stuff, so and they want to be like stuck grinding grinding in combat. So generally, um, they might want to put palisades on the edge of the battle to kind of narrow the battlefield a bit to make you know make the battlefield smaller and the all the kind of engagements in the, the middle of the basically I like three hundred exactly. Um, just to kind of funnel the mission you've got in your three folk list, John, your numbers won't count for shit. <laughs> Aye, exactly. So I feel like that's another use for them as well. Um, I tried it, I can't remember who, it was months ago, but it seemed to work quite well. The other kind of combats ended up in the in the middle, um, and it was, it was like grinding combats, which Baratheons like generally. Um, and I'm, I'm sure it worked out pretty well for me. So, But then, you know, you've got the other, like, the opposite end of, end of the spectrum way as well as you could just plonk it right in the middle and then that means that like if you I don't know if there's an army that would prefer to have engagements like on the sides and stuff but um, that's definitely another option as well as if you want like a kind of inverted commas dead space stick it slap bang in the middle and then unless somebody's going to spend the activation to get rid of it it might, it might help but I don't know maybe for like catapults or something like that or I, I don't know There'll be ways, but Uh, ultimately, again, always coming back to the whole, it's it's not that big, so it's not going to hinder you that much on the battlefield. No, there is Uh, some cases where uh, Baratheons do tend to like to bottle up, cuddle each other, the other units kind of close by, so they can get the triggers of the tactics cards and such. Whereas this may separate them. They're they're a loving faction. They love their cuddles and closeness. Oh, they, they love their king. Aye. They're not very good for social distancing, though. You know, they'll purge that with fire anyway, so... Well, Stannis would. Renly would just purge it with love. Aye, flowers. Exactly. Um, cool, so that's, uh, that's the terrain. I just thought we, it'd be an interesting thing to cover, seeing as um, it kind of cropped up the other day. Um, overall, though, you feel doesn't massively impact the game? No enough to change it. Like, no. I mean, in a bad way. I'm, I'm, I'm 
fairly happy with it. I mean, I'd, I'd personally, I'd do the small tweaks that I say, get rid of a destructible wall because it seems strange, uh, and the, on the palisade, mm-hmm. and give impassable to the weirwood tree. I think that might it could mix it up. It's maybe something that we could maybe try just like just to try it uh, and see how it like goes. Four of the eight pieces of terrain destructible mm-hmm. is a bit. Yeah, it's a bit strange. There's, there's, there's a good chance that you're going to get about two of them on the board. The fact that they're uh, well, five, well, six, eight, and nine. Aye, they're the really common rolls as well. If you don't roll a seven, you're uh, more likely to roll a, a, a five or a, a six. And if you do get a bunch of these, well, I've had a game where I've had three pieces of these on terrain on the table. So you could just obviously get kill them. Anymore. And then well, you had, put, like one piece of terrain. Well, uh, we had four last week, Miss Do. It was uh, two walls, uh, a palisade, and a hedge, I think. Um, so so you can end up well with them. Uh, I think Darwolves uh, are the best thing, probably, to destroy them because they yeah. get the free manoeuvre and then they can attack it. And because they get the free manoeuvre, it doesn't feel like you've wasted their activation because next turn they can still get the free manoeuvre and go pretty far. Aye. Aye. What about, um, how do you feel about, like, you know, if you could make a catapult, destroy a piece of terrain instead of attacking? Uh, like, what kind of terrain? Any Just or? Any, like, any, well, any destructible piece of terrain. Uh, uh, uh I was going to wonder how you would just dis- destroy a bunch of corpses. <laughs> <laughs> no, like a, a palace on a wall You've now got a small corpse pile here, a small corpse pile here. Because a catapult could safely destroy a wall, right? That's what they're designed for. Oh, that's fair. So then, but then you've got the choice of giving up your one of six shots in the game to destroy a piece of terrain, or do you actually shoot a unit? Because you only get one shot around where a catapult, you can't get multiple shots. That small piece of terrain might be in the road for your unit that's about to charge, or Mm -hmm. something like that, anyway. Aye, it's interesting anyway. Um, but aye, that's just... uh, I do. I would say the the catapult slash giant should be the only two things that I can think of that can destroy a wall or mm-hmm. the palace. But then I suppose you take take away like the ability to destroy a wall t- from other factions as well. So only free folk and only Night's Watch can destroy walls. It's uh, not really a big thing to me. I don't think. No. It's, fine, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a fairly easy thing to destroy, yet it's also a very tough thing to defend. Uh-huh. Aye. Um, but then I suppose you could start going doing like whole different like uh, rabbit hole, like you know, pyromancers can destroy trees, and you could go down that route. <laughs> Maybe it's just best being avoided, I suppose. But like you know, well, I like, know that would make sense, obviously. I know, but then it just makes the game a bit more convoluted and complicated and for a newer player you're like, oh well that's a tree, you can't destroy that unless you're this one unit that or this other unit that can destroy it and whereas it's just easier if it's just the rules in the rule book. It's fair enough. But at that point you would be give that small specific ability to that the unit. unit card. Aye. Aye. I suppose I because it's maybe worth we're talking about terrain, we might as well talk about the um the Night's Watch attachment that's coming out the the senior builder who so two settings because the, the, the pyromancers are short range so it's not like they're going to be able to use their wildfire ability very quickly uh-huh. whereas in, to me I feel like this is one kind of uh, ability that should have the 
like the Rangers kind of after a, a manoeuvre they can make a free mm-hmm. attack range attack it's only a small valley <laughs> dragon fire but they're old and slow <laughs> <laughs> I suppose some of the Night's Watch why are you saying they're old who says they're old sorry I'm just going off the TV show again I'm doing it again ah, you're, you're right you're right uh, nothing to say the Rangers are the old as well I suppose exactly so that way, if you're walking up the board and you can see, obviously, a, a, a tree, a wood in front of you, you're like, yeah, I get to fire some dragon fire. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's not my intended target, but we'll get to that first uh, one down this. Maybe they're trained to love the trees. It, it would also be a nice thing for them to be able to destroy uh, weirwood trees as well. Aye, that's true. With unholy fire. That's blasphemy to the north, mate. I'd, oh, just, just about, I just think it's about a nice wee ad. Yeah. Oh, so you've picked a Stannis archers. You sure? I thought there was talk of. Uh, you could be right, but the the Stannis archers they definitely shoot fire. But I'm not sure about the Greyjoys. You could be right. Can I remember where the cards were? I think they give a buff to other units. I'm pretty sure. Found them. Uh, no, there's nothing really that signifies that they would be shooting fire arrows. Just looking at them with an eight up morale. <laughs> aye, aye. Looking forward to the they, they, might get, they, they might get changed by the time they come out right enough. Aye. Right, that's as they coming up to like the hour mark. So, is there anything you want to you want to add or shout out or? No. No. Aye. Not like I think. I'm the same. It was just the, the tournament, which I keep everybody sick of hearing about, um, which we spoke about there's already. So, there's a tournament. Aye, aye, aye. Oh, I've, I've not heard about this. <laughs> Have you not? No, no, no. Ah, that's, funny. that's funny. Um, but I think we'll, uh, we'll just call it there and we'll um, hopefully have Grant back next time and we'll be back up to full strength again. That's it. Yeah. All right. I'll see you later. No coffee.